Scripture lesson for today, Epiphany Sunday, is from Matthew 2. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him, and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel." Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I also may go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This has been a fun Christmas at our house. Lots of excitement, lots of family, lots of gifts, lots of family, (laughs) lots of food, lots of family. Did I mention we saw some family? Of course, with all the family came gifts, lots of gifts, gifts everywhere. More than once, I walked through our house and thought I had walked into some kind of Toys R Us training facility. <laughs> everywhere I turned. Things now are mostly in their places. We're getting ready for school and routine. and We'll try not to forget the gifts. But let's be honest, some gifts are forgettable. I made a crack on Christmas Eve about the cousin who regifted fruitcake. And I saw some eyes roll. Look, I didn't come up with the joke. I'm okay with fruitcake. Gary Larson, the comic who uh, had those far side com- comics for so long, he's the one that pointed out that unbeknownst to most theologians, there was a fourth wise man who was turned away for bringing fruitcake. Wise men and their age-inappropriate gifts. Who brings a child a fruitcake? Or even stranger, who brings him burial spices and precious metals? How old did they think that kid was? Or was this about something else? Was it about something more meaningful than mindless entertainment. It's like the the Magi were bringing gifts for Jesus' life. I've been thinking about gifts a lot lately, but not the kind that go under the tree, not the kind that, that get the media's attention talking about our December purchasing habits. 
I'm talking about life gifts. The kind of gifts that my friends Buddy and, and Chris have given to me. One of the most exciting gifts of this Christmas has been Buddy Prosser's lung transplant. I celebrated with each update Buddy's improving life, the, the miracle of him receiving a new lung on Christmas Eve. It's been a joy to read about his improving life daily. What a gift. What a gift to hear J.T. Brown's strengthened voice. And there are many more. Here's another. Many of you have been praying for Chris and Elise Barrett for over a year now. About 20 months ago, Chris was diagnosed with cancer. And, and you began praying then. In November of 2012, Chris found out he was likely going to have to have a bone marrow transplant. And he began preparing for that. Between getting the news that he would likely have that and the actual transplant, he had a birthday. Chris and some friends and I were supposed to be together for a basketball game around the time of his birthday, but instead he was in a hospital receiving chemotherapy. I called Chris on his birthday that year and wanted to wish him a happy one, but even as I was dialing the number, it seemed strange, trite, to say happy birthday on a day like that. Chris was gracious. He mustered the strength to be as, as cheerful as he could that day. As we talked, he acknowledged that, that having a birthday, that simply having a birthday, was a great gift that year. He went on to say, if I make it to Christmas, that will be another tremendous gift in my life. It helped me reorient how I thought about gifts last year. The greatest gift that Chris and his family received last Christmas was that he was there to celebrate Christ's birth with his family. Think about that. The greatest gift that he, Buddy, JT, you, and I received this Christmas was that we were able to celebrate Jesus' birth together. Target and, and Toys R Us don't advertise that. They don't tell you that one-third of us can't name a gift we received last Christmas, but that Buddy... And Chris can tell you that they were alive this Christmas. How confused we can become. Giving more thought to what we'll purchase than what we'd cherish if we were fighting to live another day. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed unwrapping my presents. And I'm grateful for those who gave the thought to think about what I would want to receive, what would be good for me, and then went out to find it. For me, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for those who blessed my family with all kinds of gifts. I'm grateful that, that you all care enough that you would like to see more of me. And you continue to give me these gifts that would help there be more of me. I'm grateful for that. But I tell you, Chris and, and Buddy's message stands out. The best gift that you and I received this year was that we were able to celebrate Jesus' birth. That we were alive to celebrate 
Jesus' birth. Now that the wrapping paper is put away and the presents are stuffed in the closet or up on a shelf, we turn our attention to the Magi, the wise men. What do Buddy and Chris and those Magi have to teach us? There's an obvious connection between our gift giving and the Magi's gift giving. Their model of bringing gifts to Jesus is a model for us. We honor Jesus by bringing gifts. That's plain enough. It occurred to me that the wise men had someone to give gifts to was, in fact, also a gift. That they could bring gifts to God. That God was here in order for them to bring Him gifts. Well, that in and of itself is a gift. I mean that theologically. Think of God being among us. Giving us the chance to bring Him something in the flesh. I mean that theologically, but I also think it's amazing that God was here and able to receive these gifts. That He was alive. Imagine a, a first century Palestine stable. Weary parents... No advanced medical care. Imagine the conditions in which Jesus was born. It's a miracle that Jesus and Mary survived childbirth. There's a gift in that. Of course, Jesus didn't know any more than we knew how outstanding it was that he had survived childbirth, how miraculous it was. We didn't recognize that. Our own unawareness of the fragility of life begins early. We take being alive for granted most days. For good reason. If all we thought about was our own mortality, if, if all we thought about was that, we'd live anxious, fretful, overly cautious lives. That's not really living. But then again, if we never considered our mortality, we wouldn't quite sense the gift of being alive. Chris and Buddy and many of you know that reality well. But we forget. I had all of 2013 to think of Chris's health in comparison to my on to reflect and appreciate my own health, but I forgot. There's so much that consumes us on a daily basis that we make little time to sense the precious gift that is life itself, that is being alive. For all that the angels told them, my guess is that Mary, Joseph, the Magi, the shepherds, they didn't quite sense the gift that was Jesus' life. They knew it was special, unique. But could they have imagined what would be his life? How could they? The best thing that they could do for Jesus was to be alive for Jesus. Think about that. 
the best thing that they could do for Jesus was to be alive for him. They all brought him gifts. They all had a role. They they nurtured him. His parents nurtured him. The Magi, they supported him. The shepherds adored him. They were alive for Jesus in ways that honored his birth and helped him to live. They all brought him gifts. In less than a month, Chris will celebrate the first anniversary of his bone marrow transplant. Buddy Prosser walked a mile the other day. Within days of receiving a lung transplant, he walked a mile. Have you heard JT's voice? Do you know Lyle Stone's continuing good fight with cancer? Many of you have your own stories of incredible recovery from something that threatened your life, whether physically or otherwise. You've learned the gift that life is. If we're thinking about how we might best honor Jesus' life among us, His birth, what gift we could bring Him, maybe it's being alive for Him. Maybe it's beginning the day with the question, what gift can I bring Jesus today? Maybe it's entering that next conversation or the next situation, wondering what gift can I bring Jesus in this situation that He's given us a precious life, the gift of our precious lives might inspire us to give Him our precious lives. Chris told me last year and he wasn't sure that he would make it to that Christmas, much less this one. Relish every precious and poignant moment. I tried, but I didn't. My guess is he didn't either. We need reminders. So here's yours. You are alive. Alive physically and alive in Christ. You have gifts to bring to our Lord. Write this down. What gift can I bring Jesus today? How can I experience and relish this precious and poignant moment? I think if we give attention to gift questions like that, then our gifts will not only end up being for Jesus, they'll also be for us.